Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. This is an English summary, a just and a translation of the Majlis of Hazrat Mawlana Kamru Zamasab Dhamad Barakatuhum, which took place on Saturday, the 1st of Rabi'ul Akhir 1443, corresponding with the English date, 6th of November 2021. This Majlis took place after the Ishraq Salat at Baytul Azkar, the residence of Hazrat Wala Dhamad Barakatuhum. Hazrat Wala starts off by quoting the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. kunta. Fear Allah wherever you may be, in the city or in the village, on land or at sea, wherever you may be. And follow up a sin, an evil deed with a hasana. With a good deed, the barakat of it is the good deed will erase the evil deed. وَخَالِقِ nas بِخُلُقٍ hasan, And treat people in the best manner. I have the kitab in front of me. أَيْنَ نَحْنُ مِنْ أَخْلَاقِ And I'm on the section of the rights of the makhluk, the rights of the creation. And that's actually why I quoted that hadith, because the last part actually links up to this particular topic in the kitab, وَخَالِقِنْ nas بِخُلُقِنْ hasan. Of ibn al-Harith, rahimahullah, relates, I heard Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha saying, when Umm Habiba radiallahu ta'ala anha was on her deathbed, she called for me and said, there were certain things which happened between us, which normally happens between co-wives. May Allah ta'ala forgive you and me for whatever may have happened between us. I said, may Allah forgive you for everything and give you salvation from it. She said, you have made me happy. May Allah Ta'ala make you happy. She then called for Umm Salama radiallahu ta'ala anha and said the same to her. Hazrat Wala writes a note between uh, after this particular uh, malfuz saying, Subhanallah, glory to Allah. From this incident we learn about the concern and worry which Umm Habiba radiallahu ta'ala anha and Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha had about the fulfillment of rights until the very end of their lives. This is an excellent example for our women. They must continue seeking pardon from each other so that they are not taken to task by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for shortcomings in fulfilling rights. In fulfilling rights. This year has actually become, I mean, you don't even find it anymore. It is, it is, you don't find it anywhere, not even on the occasion of Hajj, where people would come and meet and say, listen, I'm going for Hajj, for such a great ibadat, etc. Forgive me. Not even at the time of Hajj, we're finding that it's become less or maybe not even found. Al-Layth ibn Sa'ad, Sa'ad, Rahimahullah, and others relate. A man wrote to Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhuma saying, write down the essence, the khulasa of knowledge. 
and send it to me. Write down the essence of knowledge and send it to me. He wrote back thus. There are many branches of knowledge. It's so vast. It's so great. Nevertheless, try your utmost to meet Allah while having your back light with the blood of people. Your stomach empty of their wealth. Your tongue desisting from attacking their honor while remaining attached to the main body of Muslims. Ata ibn Abi Rabah relates, Fatima, the wife of Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, related to me that she went to Umar ibn Abdul Aziz on one occasion while he was sitting on his musalla, his prayer mat, with his hand on his cheek and tears flowing down. I said, O oh, Amirul Mu'mineen, has something happened? He said, O oh, Fatima, I have taken the responsibility of being in charge of the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. I am worried about the poor who is hungry, the sick, who is wasted, the clothless, who is in dire circumstances, the oppressed, who is downtrodden, the stranger, who is imprisoned, the old and the one with many children in the various parts of the world, I realized that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will question me about them and that the plaintiff on their behalf will be Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. I fear that I have no argument against him. This is why I am feeling so sorry for myself and crying. Musa ibn Uqba rahimahullah relates when Ayaz ibn Ghanum became the governor some of his family members came to him seeking gifts from him he received them with a smiling mane hosted them and accorded respect to them they stayed over for a few days and spoke to him about the gifts they related to him the difficulties which they were facing in the hope that he would give them something. He gave ten dinars to each person. They numbered five. They considered the amount to be less, gave it back to him and spoke badly to him. He said, O oh cousins, I do not deny your close relationship with me, the rights which you have and the lengthy journey which you undertook. Whatever money I gave you, I obtained it after selling my servant and a few items which I needed. So kindly pardon me. They replied, By Allah, May Allah not accept your excuse because you are governing over half of Syria. You have gave us an amount which will barely suffice us to go back to our families. He said, Are you asking me to steal Allah's wealth? By Allah, I would prefer being chopped in half than stealing a penny from the treasury or committing any other excess. They said, Very well. We will excuse you as regards your personal wealth. However, appoint us to such positions that we can convey goods to you as others do and make profits from them as others do. You know our situation very well and we will not commit any excess in the job which you assign to us. 
He replied, By Allah, I am fully aware of your virtues and excellences. However, if Umar comes to know that I appointed a group of my family members, he will reprimand me. They said, Abu Ubaidah radiallahu anhu appointed you and he is your relative. And Umar radiallahu ta'ala accepted your appointment. If you appoint us, he will accept our appointment as well. He replied, I do not have that level of bond with Umar radiallahu ta'ala which Abu Ubaidah has. They left while speaking ill of him. Sulaiman At-Taymi rahimahullah relates that Al-Ahnaf rahimahullah said, I have three qualities in me which I only relate to a reliable person. Number one, I never go to the door of a ruler unless I am called. Number two, I do not interject the conversation of two people unless they themselves ask me to join them. And number three, when anyone gets up and leaves me, I speak nothing but good about him. Now from all these incidents and from all these narrations, we understand the rights of the makhluk. Let's continue. Al-Ahnaf rahimahullah said, When anyone disputes with me, I take the following into consideration. If he's my senior, I become indebted to him. If he's my junior, I consider my rank to be superior to his. If he's my equal, I am kind to him. He also said, I am certainly not forbearing, but I go to pains in expressing forbearance. Hisham ibn Uqbar relates, I observed Al-Ahnaf ibn Qais when he went to some people with regarding to a killing. With regard to a killing. Qatal. He said to them, You must take a decision in this regard. They said, We lay down two blood monies. He said, Very well, you will get that amount. When they fell silent, because they got a shock, he said, I will give you what you asked for. But listen to one thing. Allah Ta'ala ordered the giving of one blood money. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam ordered the giving of one blood money. And the Arabs have always have been giving one blood money. Today you are making this demand. You are asking for two blood monies. One person has been killed but you are asking for the amount for two. I fear that tomorrow someone may make a demand against you and and people will not be happy to accept less than the amount that you initiated. They said, okay, leave it to one blood money. Urwa rahimahullah relates that Al-Miswar ibn Makhrama rahimahullah informed him that he went to Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhu on one occasion. The latter fulfilled whatever need Miswar had come for. And when he was in privacy with him, he said, O oh, Miswar, what happened to your castigation and criticism of the rulers? He replied, Don't touch that subject. You should rather do good. Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhu said, No, by Allah, you will have to speak to me directly about the faults that you see in me. 
Miswar relates, I did not leave out any fault which I saw in him. I expressed them all to him. Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala an said, I do not absolve myself from uh, sins, O Miswar. Have you counted the good which we do for the well-being of the masses? After all, the reward for one good is multiplied by ten. Or do you only count the sins and leave out the good actions? Miswar says, When it comes to rectifying a person, only the sins are mentioned. Muawiyah radiallahu an, We acknowledge to Allah Ta'ala every sin we committed. Have you committed any sins which are peculiar to you and for which you fear that you will be destroyed if you are not pardoned? Miswar? Yes. Muawiyah radiallahu an, What then makes you more hopeful of Allah's pardon than me? My ability to undertake the rectification of the masses is not any more than yours. However, whenever I have to choose between Allah and someone else, I choose Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I am on a deen in which actions are accepted and good deeds are rewarded. Sins are punished for unless Allah ta'ala pardons them. Miswar rahimahullah relates, Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala won the argument. Urwa rahimahullah said, Subsequently, whenever Miswar spoke to Muawiyah, spoke of Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala, he supplicated, he used to make dua in his favor. Allahu Akbar. When Marana Irshad Saab, Muballig of Darul Mdiyoban, came and met Hazamana Shah Wasiullah Saab, Marana Shah Wasiullah Saab told him, What did he tell him? Okay, I'll come, I'll come back to that. I need to read still a few incidents so then I can tie it up with something else. I'll come to that in a moment. Maymun ibn Mahran, rahimahullah, relates, I heard ibn Abbas, radiallahu ta'ala, anhuma, saying, Whenever I hear something bad about my fellow brother, I apportion it to three different levels. If he is above me, I give him due regard to his seniority. If he is my equal, I am affectionate towards him. If he is below me, I do not bother about what I heard about him. This is my practice as regards myself. If anyone does not practice on it, the land of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is vast. Humaid At-Tawil rahimahullah relates from Abu Qilaba rahimahullah who said, If you hear something bad about your fellow brother, do your utmost to find an excuse for him. If you do not find an excuse, say to yourself, perhaps he has an excuse which I do not know. Raja ibn Haywa rahimahullah said, The person who befriends only the one who has no faults will have very few friends. The person who is only pleased with the devotion from his friend will be constantly displeased. Meaning he only gets happy according to how that person devotes him uh, to, to the concerned person, to himself to the concerned person. And the person who expresses his displeasure at every er error of his fellow brothers will have many enemies. Allahu Akbar. Abu Yaqub al 
Al-Madani rahimahullah relates an argument took place between Hassan ibn Hassan and Ali ibn Hussein. Subsequently, Hassan ibn Hassan came to Ali ibn Hussein when the latter was in the masjid with his companions. Hassan began saying whatever he felt like to him while Ali remained silent. Hassan then turned around and left. That same night, Ali went to the house of Hassan and knocked on his door. When he emerged, Ali said to him, Oh brother, if you are true in whatever you said to me, may Allah Ta'ala forgive me. If whatever you said to me, and that's true, may Allah forgive me then. And if you are wrong in whatever you said to me, then may Allah Ta'ala forgive you. Assalamu alaikum. He turns and he leaves. He then turned around and left. Hassan followed him, hugged him from the back, cried to the extent that Ali felt sorry for him. Hassan then said, I will never say anything which offends you. Ali said, I absolve you of whatever you said to me. Allahu Akbar. Sufyan ibn Uyayna rahimahullah relates that Sa'id ibn al-Musayyib said, This world is base and lonely, lowly, and it declines to everything that is base. The meanest person is the one who acquires of this world through unlawful means, seeks it in a disgraceful manner, and spends of it in, a, in, in the wrong places. Imam Malik ibn Anas relates that Sa'id ibn al-Musayyib said, Every single nobleman, scholar, and man of virtue has some fault or the other in him. Nonetheless, there are some people whose faults should not be mentioned. The one whose virtues are more than his faults, his faults will be overlooked because of his virtues. Hazratwala writes a footnote there and he says, This is an excellent principle. Usul. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable us to apply it. The following is stated in Sunan Abi Dawood. Aqilu the wilhayati ataratihim. Overlook the slip-ups of people of dignity. Overlook those slip-ups. Don't uh, attack and criticize Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an because by doing that you are actually attacking and criticizing the deen the Quran but today it's the completely the complete opposite of that the complete opposite of that Al-Zahabi rahimahullah writes in his biography on Qatada ibn Di'ama al-Sadusi rahimahullah. His narration is unanimously accepted if he explicitly states that he heard the narration. He is well known as a mudallis. Now who's a mudallis? A mudallis is a person who uses the expression on the authority of or he said to conceal the truth about a chain of narration. So, he held the views of the Qadiriya sect. We seek pardon from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Despite this, no one hesitated to acknowledge his honesty, equity and memory. Allah Ta'ala may well pardon people like him who say or do things through which they intend to show their respect and esteem for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is most just with his servants. He is not questioned for what he does. There are many senior scholars, ulama, who are correct most of the times, are known for their quest for the truth, have immense knowledge, their intelligence is well known, their righteousness, abstinence and obedience are acknowledged. Their slip-ups will be pardoned. They can neither label, we can neither label them as deviates, nor cast them aside while disregarding all their good. Yes, we will not emulate them in their innovations and errors. And we hope that they repent from them. Allahu Akbar. Ali ibn al-Madani Sorry. Ali ibn al-Madini Ali ibn al-Madini rahimahullah relates I heard Sufyan rahimahullah saying Ibn Ayyash al-Mantuf used to speak ill of Umar ibn Dar. Umar met him one day so he said, do not exceed the bounds in speaking ill of me and leave some space for reconciliation when a person disobeys Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in matters related to us. We obey Allah ta'ala even more in matters related to him. Adnan ibn Uthman relates from Abdullah ibn al-Mubarak Rahimahullah, who said, when a person has more good qualities than bad qualities, his bad qualities will not be mentioned. When his evil qualities are more than his good qualities, his good qualities will not be mentioned. Yunus, a Sadafi Rahimahullah, said, I have not seen anyone more intelligent than Imam Shafi'i Rahimahullah. I deliberated with him on a certain issue and we then parted ways. When he met me after some time, he held me by the hand and said, Can't we remain brothers, even though we may not agree on even one issue? Can't we remain brothers, even though we may not agree even on one issue, just one issue? Allahu Akbar. Yunus ibn Abdul Ala rahimahullah relates that Imam Ashafi'i rahimahullah said to me when you when you hear that your friend has said something offensive about you do not hasten in becoming his enemy or in severing ties with him if you do this you will be removing your conviction with doubts instead you should meet him and say i've heard such and such thing about you. Be mindful of not mentioning the name of the person who conveyed the information to you. Otherwise, there will be a big fitna from that angle again. If he denies saying what you heard, say to him, you are an honest person and you are free from bl blame. Do not say anything more to him. But if he admits saying what you heard, and you find some reason to excuse him, then accept his excuse. If you find no reason, ask him, what do you hope to accomplish by saying such a thing? If he provides 
a reasonable excuse accept it if you find no excuse to ex- no reason to excuse him and no way out you may consider him to be evil with regard to that one matter you then have a choice you may take retribution equal to what he said without saying or doing anything more or you could pardon him pardoning making maaf is closer to piety and more effective in kindness because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wajazaa'u sayyi'atin sayyi'atu mithluha the retaliation for an evil is an evil like it faman 'afa wa aslaha فَأَجْرُهُ عَلَى اللَّهِ Then, whoever pardons and reconciles, his reward lies with Allah. إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ الظَّالِمِينَ Surely, Allah, إِنَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ الظَّالِمِينَ Surely, He does not like the sinners. If you are overcome to take revenge, then think about His past acts of kindness and count them. then hasten to do good to him in exchange for the bad that he did to you do not consider his past acts of kindness to be little on account of this one bad act on his part because this will be clear cut oppression o oh, yunus if you have a friend gain strength from him for yourself because it is hard to make a friend but it's very easy to break a friendship allahu akbar Al-Dhahabi rahimahullah writes in his biography on the governor of Spain, An-Nasir Lidinillah. I have already written about him uh, when I wrote about his grandfather. I am now writing a few additional points. When a leader has high courage in jihad, his faults are tolerated and his accounting is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if he puts an end to the ruh and the spirit of jihad, oppresses his subjects and ransacks the treasury then remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching him Allahu akbar Ali ibn al-Husayn ibn al-Junaid rahimahullah relates I heard Yahya ibn Ma'in rahimahullah saying we criticize certain people whereas they may they may have already settled down in Jannah more than 200 years ago listen to that again I heard Yahya ibn Ma'in rahimahullah saying we criticize certain people whereas they may have already settled down in Jannah more than 200 years ago Hazrat Wala then remarks writes in the footnote there the present people are warned against speaking ill of the past peoples The Habi says it is probably 100 years and not 200 years because such a long period of time had not past as yet in his time Ibn al-Mahrawi says I went to Abdurrahman ibn Abi Hatim when he was reading the book Al-Jarh wa Ta'dil to some people I related to him the statement of Yahya ibn Ma'in quoted above so he burst out crying and his hands began shaking to the extent that the book The kitab fell from his hands. He began crying and asked me to repeat the story. The Habi says, I experienced these emotions. He experienced these emotions out of the fear of the Akhirat. Apart from this, if a pious person voices his opinion 
about weak narrators, then this falls under advice for the sake of Allah's deen and for the preservation of the sunnah. Al-Dhahabi rahimahullah writes in his biography on Muhammad ibn Ahmad ibn Yahya al-Uthmani al-Shafi'i al-Ash'ari. The world is filled with extremist Mu'tazila, Shia, Hanabila, Asha'ira, Murjia, Jahmiya, and Karamiya. And their numbers have increased. They are within their ranks intelligent people, ardent abids and worshippers and ulama. We beseech Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for pardon and forgiveness for the people of Tawheed. We discard the following of desires and innovations and turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We love the sunnah and the people of the sunnah. We love the ulama by virtue of the obedience and the praiseworthy qualities which are in him. At the same time, we dislike the bid'ah, the innovation which he chooses on the basis of some uh, rationalization. Consid- consideration is on the basis of the many good qualities a person has. A person has. So that brings us to the end. And we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah ta'ala gives us the tawfiq and the hidayat of adopting the akhlaq and these salient characteristics, these sifat, qualities of the salaf, the pious predecessors. Allah Ta'ala bless us with His proximity. Allah bless us with acceptance. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala forgive us and uh, uh, overlook. Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta al-sami'ul alim wa tub alayna innaka anta al-tawabur rahim bi hurmati sayyidin nabiyyil kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.